What's up? What's happening? What's going on, people? My name's Christian. I'm joined by my host, Ryan. Co-host. We got again? You're the host. I'm the co-host. No, I'm Just the... for today, though. Okay. I'm joined by him, <laughs> as well as our guest for today, the, the always headband slash bandana style-in, uh, Connor Warren. What's going on, Connor? Hey, how you doing, guys? Thanks for having me on the show. Very excited to be here. Thanks for being on, Connor. Uh, you were, Connor, you were one of my best friends throughout college. We met each other my freshman year, your sophomore year. Um, junior year. Junior year. You, oh, you're junior yeah, year. Yeah, he's I'm an sorry, old man. Come year. on. Yeah, he, Don't he, disrespect wow. him. Yeah, yeah my, my freshman year, your junior year. And then we just stayed friends throughout college. We actually roomed together in senior year. We got an apartment together. Um, and you're the actually the third roommate I've had on the show yeah. from that apartment. And I think you've told them all that they were one of your best friends. Well, I mean, they, they all are. I mean, are we playing favorites here or what? What's that? Are we playing favorites here not or saying, what? I, look, guy, let's, let's just get to the topic, all right? I'm let's not see. saying it means less, but, you know. Um, sure. Cool, yeah. So do you have any introductory thoughts you want to tell us about your yourself, your college experience, about – what you're doing now, you know, the background before we actually have any questions. Um, yeah. So uh, again, my name is Connor Warren. I've known Ryan for like a couple years now. Um, I started going to a little community college in Baltimore called CCBC, the community college of Baltimore County. Um, and then in 2016, 2016, I transferred to Towson as a uh, junior. And that is where I lived down the hall from Ryan. And that's how we got to know each other. Um, I graduated from college with a uh, degree in psychology back in December of 2019. And uh, currently I work as an uh, ABA therapist with uh, autistic children, just teaching them speech and vocal cues and just uh, skills they need to know. Yeah, it's awesome. So, so you were a psych major, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, this is really random, but I wish we had like West Coast people you know is this just an east coast thing does every community college just have like an acronym just because it's like uh like near us was like uh, camden county community college yeah. quadruple c wow yeah, you know yeah or like monco montgomery county yeah that one's easy but or there's uh b b b c b triple yeah b triple c the good old b triple c you know i feel like they all just have an acronym that's three or four letters I feel like there's something worth looking into because I, yeah, now that you Yeah, where's that, the statistic on that? You know, where are the, where's the real you know, statistics? Next that, huh? week's fun fact, and that's a fact. And that's a fact. We do have a fun fact, and that's a fact for all you viewers and listeners, so stick around until the end of the show. Yeah, it's, it's a fun fact. So, Connor, what really made you want to get into the psychology major? Did that always fascinate you growing up? Um, actually growing up, I wanted to study sharks for some reason that nice. I was really big into like jaws, but I don't know. Um, as I grew up, you know, you realize that maybe the world isn't always sunshine and rainbows. And, you know, unfortunately there are some personal struggles that everybody deals with. Uh, you know, I'm no exception and some people are able to get through those struggles and experiences without help and other people do need help. And I always really like the idea of just using the knowledge I've gained to help people who maybe think that nobody else understands them, or maybe they think that there's no way out. And I want to show those people that, you know, there is a better tomorrow and they can make it through anything. It's never, it's never bad to ask for help. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's something generally it's like, 
uh, a little better. It's getting like destigmatized, getting help. You know, it's like the average it's like, oh, you're not getting help. You're weird. You know, like, yeah. I know it's even a thing just seeing a therapist like once a month or once every few months, just like check in type thing. You know, so if you ever do need it, it's it's not like it's a different schedule either. It's same old, same old. Right. Yeah. The culture, especially now with everything that happened last year and in, in all the lingering effects this year, I feel like now the whole culture and the climate of America and the world has really shifted to starting to get that mental mental health and starting to get the help you really need. So you really found a good career field that's going to be, I guess, in high demand for the next it's not about couple that. years. It's about the people. No, it's yeah, it's about the people. It's about making But college college is about the demand, right? Exactly. You know. I, I Ryan, I think it's interesting you mentioned that uh, you know, the the pandemic makes a lot of people confront mental illness. Cause you know, when you go if you're in your house by yourself, you know, alone, it's a lot easier for it to kind of creep in and like get into your head and kind of overtake you. But you know, if you go out, hang out with friends or just go to the store, it's easy to like ignore it. So I in, in a kind of, not so much a bad way, but it's kind of in a good way too. I feel like a lot, a lot of people had to kind of face their inner inner turmoil, you know, that and kind of like seek to get through it because otherwise it would just eat at you. So I, I yeah. feel like a lot of people benefited from that experience. In a like way. The, the, the panty took away like 80% of coping mechanisms, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can't go out to the bar. You can't like, you know, go with your friends. You can't do this or that. Yeah, I feel like that time at home, really, there was good and bad things about it. You know, you like you just mentioned, you have to face your inner demons. And that sometimes can be very challenging, can be very scary. But at the same time, you also learn a lot more about yourself. And you're more, I guess you're more well prepared for life after the pandemic. Absolutely, Ryan. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so our, I guess serious fact and that's a fact of the day is that uh 45 percent of students in college um feel that things are hopeless at some point during their college experience that's a lot that's pretty much half the people at some point were like yeah this is this like it's not specifying whether hopeless because like grades or hopeless because of uh like social you know things but at some point there's like hopelessness so that's a lot that's you know yeah. If not me, then you, that's, that's the stat pretty much. Um, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I guess we could dive more into that today and talk about sort of the mental, um, things we went through. I mean, I know we sort of talked about it with like a work-life balance. Um, but yeah, we can get Connor's thoughts too, and sort of just touch on some more of the points of, yeah, people we saw struggling and a little more about our own struggles. So I know my experience, especially, well, I'll, I'll mainly talk about my freshman year. Freshman year, Connor, I don't know if you know, if you knew this, I was really having a tough time, right? My grandfather just passed away that September. Um, I yeah. was applying to a couple jobs, you know, a couple part-time jobs around Towson. I got denied from all of them. I didn't make the hockey team because of a couple knee injuries I had. I know I keep bringing that up, but it, it was a big part of my life back then. So I, it's that's a justification for keep bringing it up. But I had all those factors weighing against me, and it just felt like Towson really wasn't the right place for me. It, it felt like I'm gonna be spiritual for a little bit if I can. It, it felt like God, it felt like God was telling me, you know, Towson wasn't the right place to be. You needed to be at someplace else. Um, and I 
I honestly contemplated transferring for a while there. Um, but, you know, had it not been for you guys, had it not been for the great internship I had with the uh, athletic department there at Towson, I probably wouldn't have stayed at Towson um, because it, it was just, I don't know, it was weighing on my mind so much. And I, as Christian just mentioned, it felt hopeless at times. I really didn't feel like I had an outlet or anyone to talk to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And do you think, um, yeah, so you mentioned like, yeah, you made more friends, you, you got that internship. Um, also, do you think like having, having things to look forward to in the future, you know, like helped a lot? Because I feel like a lot of time, if you're using the word like hopeless to describe things, it's like things are going to suck if nothing changes, you know? Um, so I feel like sometimes having, you know, the outer banks to look forward to or like better roommates to live with next year or stuff like that can help too. What do you think about oh, that? Definitely, definitely. It definitely helped having something to look forward to and having, I guess, kind of like an end goal um, to keep in mind and to keep working for, keep pushing for. I, you know, when I thought about transferring, I, I thought about, thought about a lot of things, right? I thought about my situation then and now, but I also had to think about the future and what life is going to be like. Okay, if I do make this decision, am I going to have to make all new friends? Am I going to have to get a whole nother internship? I'm not, would I, if I transfer, would I even make a hockey team at a different school, like a Temple or a University of New Haven or a Rowan? Um, and I realized that, you know, I did have better things to look forward to at Towson. I had, you know, I had the opportunity to live with Charles sophomore year and get an apartment. I also had the opportunity to work more games and get better acquainted with everyone in the athletic department at, at Towson. So that, that did kind of ground me a little bit. That did kind of keep me from those transferring those negative thoughts. Um, so I, I would say it definitely helps having something to look forward to having something on the agenda. Yeah. I guess everyone has freshman year benders, but yeah, your freshman year benders, you know, out here worrying me a little bit, you know, I only talk to you like once every month or something since we went to different schools and all, all I'm hearing about is like bender to bender, you know? Yeah. 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 I, I mean, and I definitely remember you bringing that back up about that hopelessness, Ryan. Uh, I remember there was this one time we were out of the restaurant and, you know, you and I would walk back to campus. You remember that? And I remember it was just like really quiet for a few minutes. And then you said like, Connor, I, I think the school has it out for me. And then you, you told me like everything you just said to, uh, you know, everybody listening. And, you know, I, I remember just telling you the same thing you just told us, you know, like I just tried to kind of say like, you know, you have all your friends here, you have Towson Sports Network. Um, I mean, it, you had a, a bigger, a bigger support system than you might have realized at the time. And I feel like anybody going through a tough time can relate to, to uh, like a scenario in which you, you know, your problem or your struggle, like seems like it's this big thing. It's impossible. It's like nothing you do works, but at times when you, uh, when you've lost something or you feel like you're losing something, it's super important. It's vital to remember what you still have at the same time. So, yeah. So do you think you had any, um, you know, uh, similar struggles to Ryan or anything like that, where, yeah, it was just like very like hopeless or close to it um, to just where, yeah, things weren't great. Absolutely. I almost flunked out of college. Um, and there was a point where I was real, where I had to think, you know, is college even for me? Uh, you know, you, your whole life, 
the the kind of the general assumption for the majority of people is like, oh, graduate high school, go to college, get a job. And community college was kind of like not really a challenge, but you know, I was living on campus my first year at Towson at a real university, and I I got sucked into the partying, you know, the friends, uh, you know, I was uh, sleeping in. Uh, late every day, missing my classes. I was getting super depressed for weeks at a time. I wouldn't really come out of my dorm room. I would just sit in my bed for hours. Uh, so yeah, there was definitely a time when, you know, even the face of friends asking me if I was okay or trying to get me to come out and like do things. Like I just, for whatever reason, like I just didn't want to do anything. And I remember like, you know, everybody jokes about this, but at the time, like, I remember really thinking, it's like, oh man, maybe I should just drop out and become a stripper. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know? yeah. Oh, I can apply to this place and that place. You know, I'll just start working out. Like, I'll definitely do it. Yeah, like, especially. Oh, the whole magic mic thing. Yeah, especially if it's like, well, I'm not focusing on class a ton, but I'm working out like two hours a day. Like, I'm in decent shape. You know I mean? I got to get better on the polls. But that's, you know. What's more? Yeah, effort? yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> what would take more effort, you know? That's yeah. what I'm saying. So I feel like, yeah, yeah, again. Um, yeah, I feel like they both have their strengths and weaknesses. If you really want to get down to it, I mean, because you know, college is like all studying and like a hard work. But you know, being a stripper, I'm sure it's hard work too, because you got to compete with your other coworkers for like, oh, who's <laughs> the most tip? Who's going to give out the most private dances? You know? Yeah, yeah. Every business has its politics. You know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you guys think? I am. Um, I heard someone put it this way before, and I, I thought it it was really interesting. And it's like um, describing depression. And they were saying, you know, it's not just like constant like downness and constant sadness. It's just like your base level. Like if nothing is happening, you're sad. So whereas like if nothing's happening, you should be at a zero. You know, you should be not happy, not sad, nothing going on. But it's like, instead of you're hanging out with friends, you might be at a 10. If you're depressed, you might still only be at like a six. And then when nothing's going on, you're at like a negative five, you know? So it's sort of like you need something to be happening. Yeah, I guess from a psychological standpoint, it's kind of like, you know, like you said, if, if you're at like, like you said, with negative five, if like nothing's really going on, zero is the base. It's like, when you have a high, it is the highest high you can possibly imagine. Like, you feel great. Like nothing else can make you happier. And then the absence of that, rather than just being like, a, oh, it's whatever, nothing's happening. The absence of that feeling is so like catastrophic to your thinking that you think, oh my God, th this is it. I have nothing else to really like go for right now. So yeah, I, there's definitely some truth to that statement. Yeah, what do you, what do you think? About my thoughts on depression? Well, yeah, and just like the general feeling of it or like how to describe it to other people, you know? How to describe depression, that's, I wouldn't necessarily say that's a loaded question. Well, that, but it's gonna, that's why I gave you the quote to begin with. And I was saying like, this is how I, I thought this, is, this was a good description. I heard right. someone describe it as, um, but you could say it's a bad description if you want, it's, you know? It's, it's going to be tough to describe feeling depression. I've I, it's, it's definitely what you mentioned in that quote, Christian, of, you know, there is no happiness, there is no sadness, it's just, you're there. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's almost like, I, I don't know, I, I don't know if comparing it to flatlining in a, in a hospital bed is kind of the same thing, but it's, it's almost like you're just on this flat line, right? There's nothing, you don't have anything going mm -hmm. for you, you don't have anything, you know, that's yeah. so going underneath. Um, so you're like, you're just there. And, you know, I, I think 
I'm, I'm going to bring up another pers personal story. I think for me, especially, I felt this even a couple months ago when mm. I was going through the pandemic, right? I was constantly applying to jobs and still looking. So if you ever need a sports broadcaster, anyone, anyone listening or watch, watching, or you need someone to film your, your, your sports game. Come on, plug yourself at the end, the end of the beginning. <laughs> so I, I was, I was definitely going through a period of just being there. You know, I would like, my parents would cook an amazing dinner one night and, you know, on a normal, my, in my normal self, when I would be so happy to have ribs or to have salmon, I was just like, okay, cool. It's just another night mm -hmm. having salmon, having ribs. But I think now that I tried to shift my mentality and I got this part-time thing at Home Depot and we're starting this podcast, life, life is a little better for me. Um, and I'm looking forward to things opening back up again. And, and in Christian, it goes back to your point of having things to look forward to. I'm looking forward to eventually going down to Maryland and going down to DC and hanging out with you guys. I'm looking forward to doing this every week. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of like a long winded answer for me to explain depression. And it's, it's almost like you feel like you're flatlining where nothing, you don't have anything peaking, you don't have anything valid, you're just mm -hmm. there. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that's, you know, sort of a good example how it, it's definitely, it's different for everyone. And that's part of why it's hard to explain. It's hard to help people through it and, and stuff like that. Because yeah, like that quote is, I thought that was a good description. But even you're saying for you, you've had times where, yeah, it's felt more like good things will happen. And it's still just nothing, you know, so like, you're just in the void, you know, uh, out of your, out of your body, except you're still feeling all your pain, you know? Um, yeah. So it, it definitely, it, it sounds tough. Um, and I guess it's like a constant thing in life is, you know, you gotta, get, you gotta get through your struggles and you gotta find what, what helps you through it, whether it's the support system or, um, you know, the, your hobbies or, or stuff like that. Um, and look, so, I, I think every everyone has struggles in life, right? No matter if it's Connor Warren or if it's Christian Morris or if it's yeah, yeah. Carson Wentz or Jalen Hurts of the Eagles, right? Everyone has their daily RIP. struggles. It's Jim. Carson Wentz and the Eagles. R.I.P. Um, Go Birds. You got to find something that you look forward to, whether it's watching Avengers, you love the Marvel series so much, or you like watching the Eagles play or, you know, you're looking mm. you're looking forward to that next shift of work i don't know who's looking for that <laughs> shift of work but hey if it works for you it works for you yeah so I, I think that's all to say find something that is going to pull you through and again it goes back to our point not to be the dead horse but find something that you're going to look forward to mm -hmm. in the long run yeah yeah and kind of branching off of that you know looking trying to find things to look forward to is that i think you know, when it's impossible to always have something going on, you know, your friends are going to ha have their lives too. You can't like hang out with the people like every day, 24 seven. So I feel like from a, a depression, a, a depression standpoint or anxiety standpoint, that's why these low points when it's just you, you know, when it's late at night and you know, all your friends are asleep and you're trying to fall asleep. I think that's when you have to kind of be most aware of how your anxiety or how your depression is. I mean, everybody has different triggers. So for me personally, like going through some tough times, like I just said, it was, you know, when I'm trying to go to sleep at bed, it, it's like two, three in the morning and, you know, it's the end of the night because throughout the whole day, you can do whatever you need to to distract you. But at night when you're trying to go to sleep, 
you can't just turn off your thoughts. So you kind of have to confront them. And me personally, like the hardest thing for me was, you know, my depression, anxiety would like try to trick me into, and, and it, it, it's, it's stupid to say out loud. Cause you know, you say it out loud and it's like, okay, this is definitely false. This has never happened, but anxiety plays these tricks on you. Um, one of my tough struggles was that for some reason, my, my anxiety would try to tell me that, Oh, my friends don't, aren't really my friends or, you know, just cause you know, my friends and I hang out all week and then the next week I don't hear from them. Oh, they don't want to be my friend anymore. And that's really tough because it almost creates like this false distrust between you and your support system. And if you're counting on these people to get you out of this funk, but at the same time, in the back of your head, you're thinking maybe they don't really like me. That's a very dangerous state of mind to be in. So you have to be aware that depression attacks you from the most unlikely angles and try to tries to turn you against yourself, if that makes sense. Yeah. Interesting that you interesting to hear you say that, Connor. Let's yeah. let's kind of switch gears now and talk let's, about things on a lighter note. Yeah. Maybe let's let's go one more. I got one more one yeah, more serious one question. More one more. Yeah, yeah. So what do you think um I guess was the greatest like uh consequence or like sort of the thing that you struggled most to keep up with um during like the toughest times like for for me i i know um you know i guess the different things the main things i feel like you're always balancing in life especially in colleges like your friends your schoolwork your work work and then even yeah just keeping yourself together you know um type of thing and i i think for me i was i definitely procrastinate a ton you know i feel like that's a, a big thing during hard times it's, everyone does that even just during normal times um you know getting i always manage to get my work done um but i feel like i guess maybe like keeping up with people and relationships and stuff like that um sort of like how you were saying it's like oh well like i sort of am keeping up with them but they seem like they're not keeping up with me back you know so maybe they're not my friends sort of like the yes. creep, creeping up it's like yeah maybe i should drop being their friend type of thing so yep. i think that was probably the hardest thing for me is like you're going through tough times and it's like all right if i don't do the school thing now i'm like i'm done for sets me back so much like I need the money, do the work thing. Um, but keeping up with the friends, like I, if they're my friend, I'll catch up with them later, you know? So I think that was um, probably what suffered the most in, in my roughest times, you know? You would say your relationships with your friends suffer the most in your darkest times? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, I still like to think I maintain them, but I think that's like the first thing to go in the, uh, the biggest thing I would struggle with during, yeah, like my tough times. Yeah. It, and if you kind of think about it, I like how the three of us kind of said our own experiences and in, in a weird way, I don't know if this makes sense. I feel like we all had different examples of how depression hits us from these weird, unlikely angles, but at the same time, we're all talking about the same thing. And I think that goes to show you just how versatile and dangerous, you know, mental illness can be because, you know, it, 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 it like hits you in your relationships, your support system. It makes you doubt yourself. It makes you take focus away from things that matter. And that's why it's important to like confront it, you know, get help, like talk about it. You know, don't, don't ever be afraid to ask for help, you know, talk it out to a close friend. Like too many people just internalize it. And then it just gets bigger and bigger and just mm -hmm. becomes this great big mass. And it's so you think, Oh, there's no hope left. And then something terrible happens. You got to right. get help at yeah. the first step, even. Yeah, exactly. There's 
yeah, there's always hope. There's always things to look forward to. Um, yeah. You know, you can always drop things and fix things. Uh, I guess I shouldn't say always, but yeah, there, there's always another step you can do. Um, you know, it just takes a lot of work sometimes for sure. So yeah. yeah, what about what about you guys? What do you think was like the the hardest thing for you to keep up with? Connor, I'll let you go first on this topic. Can you repeat the question? Oh yeah, yeah. Just like, what do you think was the the toughest thing to keep up with? Um, like during times where you're like really depressed or just really anxious or just like tough times. Um, so like sometimes great. Yeah, I was saying the things that are I guess tough to keep up with usually like yeah, your grades or, you know, your friends or your work, um, like your work, work, not schoolwork, um, or even just, yeah, yourself, like you can focus on all those other things, but you just slowly deteriorate something like that, you know? Um, I would say my, my relationships with my family really suffered, uh, you know, cause you, you act one way to your parents and you act a completely different way to your friends. You know, you're going to talk a certain way to your friends versus your parents. And, my parents have always been very good at telling me what I need to hear, even if it isn't necessarily what I want to hear. And a lot of times when they're trying to just help me like confront my, my mental illness or help me confront like the core of the problem. And that was just so terrifying to me. I, I, I ran away. So mm-hmm. I would get drunk with my friends, you know, go see a movie or watch Grey's Anatomy until like four in the morning, five days a week. Um, Not the bachelor. And, what'd you say? Not the bachelor. No, I wasn't on The Bachelor yet. I wasn't on The Bachelor yet. Um, but yeah, so when I'm constantly running to my friends who, you know, some of them did try to help me and some others, it's like maybe they didn't know how or did the best they could. Uh, but in my family trying to help me, I ran away because I was scared. So my relationships with my parents would be super strained. They'd ask me, hey, you want to talk about it? And I would just one word answer like, no, oh, I'm fine. Uh, can you just leave me alone right now? But to my friends, you know, I would, I would uh, be a lot more open, even if it wasn't the right situation to get help. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, def- definitely my uh, family relationships. That's what suffered the most. I, th- I think I'm the same as you, Connor. My family relationships definitely suffered a bit. I would, it's odd. I would, where you would think you would turn to family members in time of crisis because they're the ones that were around you when you grew up. They're the ones that experienced you at your worst times, at your best times. I actually went the other way and I deferred to my friends talking about this, these issues. Um, and Connor, it, it was interesting. I always somehow seemed to talk to you with times and times of crisis for me. Um, and that's, that's always why I told my mom, oh, mom, he's going to be such a good psych- psychology, going to be such a good therapist. When a he, good psychology. When he, when he <laughs> college. I, I feel like I can always talk to him and he always relates to my problems and he always knows what to say. And she, and, you know, she was like, you know, you can always come talk to me about me about stuff. You can always come talk to dad. But I, I feel like, and I'm probably, probably not the only one who feels this, you know, you, you feel like your parents' advice or whatever they're they're going to tell you is might be outdated, and yeah. might be what they think you want to hear, you know. Well, and, and it's not always the best advice for you. Um, so that's why I always defer to my friends, and I always defer to you because you 
you really tried to help me in a sense and you really tried to make me feel better and you know that's i don't know that that was mine yeah well like connor sort of said too i guess thinking about that's kind of what you do is you go to your parents for solutions and it's not something there's a solution for a lot of the time and yeah you know it just it, it doesn't help and yeah the fact that it can't help you know sometimes makes things worse um or also did you guys feel like at all it's like would you be like a disappointment you know if you're like uh mentally having issues not not just like for being depressed but like letting it get to you and especially if you're talking about outdated solutions and just like uh toughing through it and you know not being like a, a little wimp kind of thing you know uh or like was that not at all going through your guys head i i wouldn't say that necessarily i think uh you know for me it was kind of like growing up I thought, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate. Anybody can relate. You know, growing up, oh, my parents know everything. They have the answer for every question that life ever has to offer. And then you start to realize as you get older, not every question, maybe it does have an answer, but it's not simple. It's like a long answer. You know, maybe sometimes parents just don't know. And it kind of, uh, it, it's kind of strange in that it, it might shatter this uh, image that you have of your parents. You know, they know the answer to everything. And then one day you're struggling with this issue uh, internally. And then you go ask your mom and she's like, I don't know. Or they don't have an answer. Or maybe the answer that they give you, like you said, I think Ryan said might frustrate you because it's not the one you think works for you. But I think the important thing at the end of the day is that your parents, they care about you no matter what. And they're doing the best they can to approach the problem from your angle or whatever angle they may have. And that's completely understandable. They're uh, again to your to your point. They they love you. They want the best for you. But sometimes it's just it's as as frustrating as it is for you. It might be just as frustrating for them to try and explain it to you. And I, I to your point, Christian, I always kind of felt that I would be kind of a wuss in a sense, kind yeah. of like. Uh, you know, you don't have your shit together. Why don't you have to shit right. together? You're a sophomore, junior, senior in mm-hmm. college, and you should know all this stuff. Um, and I didn't. And, you know, again, going to mention hockey. Growing up, played hockey. I always wanted to have this tough guy exterior. I always wanted to build up this hard shell around me. But on the interior, I had a lot going on. I had, you know, friend issues. I had internship issues. I had school issues in general and that was really tough um and again like i mentioned i'm glad i found an outlet in my friends I'm glad i found an outlet in tsn and everything else going on for me at towson yeah so i, I think all in all like we we're saying yeah a strong support system is great and and i guess reaching out for people to create that support system you know not being uh, afraid to do that you know even though it's, it's definitely uh, tough to take those steps but yeah i think those are definitely lots of good points so we can move on to the the lighthearted, right, uh, the fun sort of you know where we really get to dive deep into connor's brain now okay. let's now let's have some fun uh we're gonna introduce this new segment called would you rather and it's basically just asking would you rather questions christian do you want to start us off sure would you rather have all your classes be online or have all your classes be at 8 a.m.? Except 
for your major no, classes? No, also your major okay. classes. They're all at 8 a.m. Oh, they're all, okay. All right. all right. Uh, oh, man. That's a good question. That's a good question. Oh, my God. Um, you know, if I'm just, like, going with – if I just go with the answer that pops right into my head, I would say have in-person classes at 8 because I have to – start work at eight o'clock Monday through Friday anyway. So I'm kind of used to waking up and just jumping right into it. But was college you ready to jump right into it? You know? <laughs> Don't lie, Connor. I know <laughs> you. Me back when I was in college, I would have definitely said, take all my classes. Because Ryan knows I would sleep in until like 11 o'clock every day. Sometimes <laughs> even 12. He's like, what? Sometimes even 12. Look, man, they could... <laughs> Yeah, some of our roommates would be like done with everything they had to do, and like I'm just coming downstairs into my boxers eating cereal or something like that. Man, it's funny how you guys talk about it because I'm I'm the opposite. I I took like all eight AMs in college because I got the great professors, um, and I'd wake up early. I was joking with Ryan. I would sleep like four and four sometimes. Like I'd sleep uh, like three AM to seven AM, and I would go to my classes, and I'd come back and sleep like ten to two. So I'd get my eight hours of sleep. I would just. I would just break it up into like two segments, you know? Um, but now like weekends, oh, definitely sleep till 11 or 12. Easy, like all the time. <laughs> How do you get on that sleep schedule though? Is that something you just found out and like you just started napping at random times and you like created the schedule for yourself? Like that's a very like uncommon sleep schedule. Oh yeah, to- yeah. I'm sure like it, I'll die like 10 years earlier because of it or something, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, I felt well rested. Like I felt just enough rested to, to get to my 8 a.m.s. Like I woke up from my alarms and then usually, yeah, I'd have class to like 12 or something. And then I would just take a thick nap, you know, two C's, thick. two Not C's. Thick. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. C. Okay. Would you rather <laughs> eat your favorite meal every day for the rest of your life or have the ability to drink several adult beverages and not get a hangover. What uh, is what is your favorite meal? I really like pizza. Disgusting. Oh, okay, no, that's good. That's What's good. your favorite meal, huh, Christian? What, what kind of pizza, though? What kind of pizza? cheese whiz fries? Ew! What do you mean? What do you mean? Plastic cheese whiz. On everything. Okay, nachos. Nachos. Okay, I can see nachos with chicken. Oh, okay. Hold the olives. All right. All right. Since you added the chicken olive, then it makes sense. Right. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather eat your favorite meal every day for the rest of your life, or have the ability to drink several adult beverages and not get a hangover? Drink the adult beverages without a hangover. I feel like there's a lot less downsides. I mean, maybe you get tired of drinking the drinks all the time, but I mean, it's not a bad thing to not drink a lot either. <laughs> yeah. But, but oh, yeah. Everyone gets tired of eating the same food anyway, you know? This isn't yeah. like, would you, these are like easy answers, you know? I, 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 I thought that was a good question. All right. Christian, some of your questions. Would you rather adopt? Five cats or five dogs or five snakes. I would have to adopt five dogs. You think so? I, I know so. I know you don't, so. You don't have a yard. You have to walk them. All of them. Twice a day. 
I can't hire somebody. You don't got it like that. That's like if I was saying you have five python snakes and you have to handle them all yourself. Oh, can't hire someone. You know what I'm saying? You are the caretaker. You love these animals with your life. I, I'd have to go with the dogs because cats, from my experience, I mean, when you go over somebody's, uh, I mean, yeah, I just feel like cats leave like a lot of hair and stuff. And, you know, if you're wearing like a black t-shirt or black jeans, you stand up, you got like all these hairs all over your, yeah. your clothes. So do huskies though, but that's specifically husky. Yeah. And dogs, makes sense. Like, so dogs are just so like loyal. Cats are like either they like you and they'll tolerate you or they like hate you and they just want to claw you in the face. Dogs are just like lovable idiots because they don't know what's going on sometimes. But they're like got their tongue out and they're like, oh, I love you, master. You know, you made him mad. He left. <laughs> <laughs> you, you invited me on the show. <laughs> I, I feel like it, weird, but I feel like I would adopt the snakes. You would adopt the snakes? Because I would, I would, well, if I ever encountered a person I, I didn't like, I would just teach my snakes to eat people and like sick my snakes on the people, you know? You would sick your snakes on other people? <laughs> you would, so you would attack people with pythons, with poisonous they, snakes? If they really pissed me off. So if they said, Ryan, you can't join the hockey team, you just poison the existing team Ooh, so they have to hire you? Done. You know what I would pick? Ah. Look, I've met your cats before. I'm not saying I don't like any cats or your cats in particular. I know. It's, that's why it's a would you rather. I'm glad we all picked something different. Ah, come here, bud. No, nah, he's trying to get out of here. I do like cats. This guy I, will walk right on the table. Yeah. I just wouldn't. I just couldn't have like five whole cats. Yeah, understandable. Yeah. Who wants that many cats anyways? Who wants to be a crazy uh, Apparently a lot of people. That's why it's a trope. <laughs> No, that's true. I feel like cats scale well, though. So would snakes, probably, if I knew how to take care of them. You know, I just feel like dogs are, like, are awesome, but they don't scale as well. You know, if you were to have, like, 100 of them. What do you mean they scale well? Like, the more you get, it's, like, exponentially harder to take care of them, you know? If you have a yard and stuff, I guess it's a little easier, but you better have a hell of a big pooper scooper. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, did you have any more would you rather or similar questions? Was, well, since you insulted my would you rather questions, I'm gonna save mine okay. for next time. You don't have any more. Let's you don't have any more, you liar. Whoa, I didn't mean to know that. Liar. Connor, let's let's switch back to the topic at hand. We just had a few more questions. So we know we took a gap semester in your junior year. Did you feel like that was the right time to take a gap semester? Did you want to maybe try and do it earlier in college or later on in your career? Or what was what was the thought process in that? Good question. I like that. Um, the 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 act of me actually taking the time off from school never even occurred to me until. Uh, well, let me back up. Uh, you know, I, earlier I mentioned that I almost kind of flunked out of college after my first year. Uh, my GPA was so low. I was I failed like every class that semester. And I remember like even there was a point a little over halfway through the semester where I did the math. And I was like, even if I ace literally every assignment on every class, I still wouldn't pass and get the credit. So then uh, that's when I started like Googling like alternative paths besides 
college and you know I came across a lot of people saying oh I took some time off in school to focus on myself and that's when I had the idea um and you know you you kind of hear most of the time about people taking like a gap year but I didn't want to take that much time off of school so I just took the semester and it was it is one of the best decisions I ever made in my life yeah what what was um like all the the positive outcomes for you um that, Uh, that makes it you know the best decision uh, well, yeah, uh, the reason I did so sh- poorly in school, shitty in school, is that uh, <laughs> I, I was like, do I, do I say it? So I was like, whatever, yeah. whatever. You can say it. Good. You don't care. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I was drinking a lot, not like alcoholism wise, but like more than, you know, what was probably good for me. I was putting on weight pretty bad. Um, so I, I just decided to take the time off because I was so burnt out. I had lost my will, not my will to live, but like my will to keep pushing myself for something, for a cause I didn't fully believe in. You know, if my cause was to, you know, graduate, get the psych degree. If I didn't believe in that, then I didn't see any reason as to why I should keep pushing myself through. When a lot of people said, oh, that's college, just keep doing it. But I, it was one of those times in my life where, damn near everybody said, just keep sticking through school. And I decided to ignore that and do something for myself. And I took that time off. And it was, like I said, it was the best decision ever in that. I moved back home for that semester. I worked, you know, I saved up my money. Uh, I didn't really drink all that often. Uh, I started exercising. I lost a lot of weight. My mood got better. Even like little things like my skin got so much better because I wasn't so depressed. My sleep schedule was like great. Again, it did nothing but help me physically and mentally yeah that's awesome I, I guess it's not one of those things where it can be really hard to take the leap um because it's so different and it's like uncom- really uncommon I don't know what the percentage of people who do it are um but I know it's really uncommon it's one of those things where once you stop college a lot of people don't don't want to go back because like you said yeah it is really a lot of the time just a grind or even if you, it might only be for like a month or two months or something along those lines, you are going to feel like it's going to be the rest of your, your career, the college career. It's just grinding and like, I got to get through this, you know? Yeah. So sort of like spring break and summer break. Yeah. It's nice to just take a minute to yourself. Yeah. And I always had the intention to go back. I always intended it for only to be, for it to only be a semester. And then I was like going to go back to class. And I'm, I don't, I can't speak for everybody else, but I have the feeling that most people expect to go back but doing it for me personally, wasn't that hard. You know, I didn't want to, I didn't want my friends to graduate before me and then me not really have any friends. Uh, And, you know, like when I was living at home, my mom, one of her stipulations was, you know, that I had to work full time if I wasn't in school, which I did, which I mean, I was making money. So I can't really complain about that. Um, And Outer Banks, gosh. Yeah, yeah, Outer Banks. Yep, yep. Uh, very, very all around positive experience. Um, and I'll tell you another thing that was motivating, that really motivated, motivated me to go back is that a certain someone, Ryan, who lived down the hall from us, who I'm not really a big fan of, was going around telling people that I dropped out. So when I heard that from these people, they were like, what? She said, what? I, that Hell was no. Really- it added fuel to the fire. Yeah, that's, gaslighting. That's what I'm saying. She was like, Oh yeah, such and such said, "Oh, you dropped out." And I was like, "No, I took a semester off. I'm coming back." And they were like, yeah. "Oh, okay." 
and they all believe me. I mean, but that, but that yeah, this that's person- exactly why, like, you know, you have those moments where you're like, oh no, I'm just being paranoid or anxious or whatever. But literally, like, people just do that. Like, you, you never talk to these people or anything. Um, yeah. She who shall not be named. Well, you, you already- don't want to talk. I do. I do. We're on the same wavelength. Don't worry. Anyway, you guys need to know, but we're, we got. I don't. It. I don't care. It's okay. Yeah, but she, she told her. She doesn't mean anything to me. I saw her at the Panda Express when I was visiting you or Shelby or somebody else. Panda Express. He was like, "Oh, you said you dropped out." So, I was super motivated. I couldn't wait to go back to school after I heard that. So I remember the day I went back. I was. I had this fire inside my heart and i was like i'm gonna get all a's and b's this semester i'm gonna crush it every single time i'm gonna study i'm not gonna go out every night i'm gonna be as healthy as i can at the gym and that whole year and basically all of college after that for the most part i studied all the time hey it doesn't matter if it's if it's spite whatever gets through it so you said you had that fire did you have one desire what (laughs) I had this fire, this desire, like this there was one nothing, desire. Not even the power of God could have stopped me from graduating college after that. And I got the diploma. Yeah, I got it. You, you were doing things and you're like, you want it that way, you know? Yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me right. You had to look it up. You didn't even know what I was referencing. Get out of here. I know the what song. Oh, okay. That's not obscure. Every, everyone knows that song. I, I do remember uh, music-wise, you know that song "Bet on It" by Zac Efron from yeah. High School Musical. That was yeah. like a game song that whole first semester back. Yeah, you were saying that um, today is your day. Today is my day. You know, yeah. like I'm shoot, you're, y'all laughing now. Just wait and see. Just wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll bet on it. All right, cool. Yeah. So, do you have any closing thoughts for uh, you know, and the and the podcast for today? Um. Pause. I just kind of reiterate what I said earlier about, you know, mental health is, uh, is it, it can be an uneasy topic, might make people a little bit uncomfortable, but it doesn't mean that we, we, we still have to have these kinds of conversations. Mental health is not going away anytime soon. It may never go away, but you have to be strong enough and courageous enough to face your fears. And again, like, I know I keep saying this the whole time, but it's like, Always ask for help. Don't ever be scared to ask for help. You can't do it alone. I've tried and I it blows up in my face every time. But talk to your friends, your family. Tell them you love them. Tell them how much they mean to you. Just remember what you still have when times, when it seems like you have nothing left. Yeah, good good closing words. You know, until the, the microchips control our brains, our uh, our mental health will always be, you know, something to, to think about and to, to take care of. Um, no, no. Who thinks the robots are going to take over? Well, I mean, probably someday. I don't know. Odds are, like, maybe in 10,000 years. I don't know. I'm not a genie. Well, I am a genie, but that's nonetheless. That's not here or there. Let's not take away from his important points. Connor, anything you want to plug real quick? Um, not really. Not really. Um, on IG at Connor Warren, something. Look, uh, follow me on Instagram at C underscore W-A-R 2210. I wear a lot of, um, I wear a lot of pastel colors. So if you like pastel colors, follow me on Instagram. 
right. Are you still doing your uh, your music reviews? I'm also doing music reviews. Thank you for bringing that up. Uh, uh, yeah, so tune in see? to his Snapchat and his Instagram. Who's the real friend? You know, I knew that. All right. Shout out Christian. Follow Christian on Instagram. <laughs> we don't know who that All is. All right, cool. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. And I think that'll wrap up our episode today.